This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky, I'm pretty sure it's dead It's coming this way, wait a minute, hey, I'm ghosted! By Laz Hernandez please Hey boo, it's me, Roz, and welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, the podcast where I talk to people that I like about the paranormal. I'm joined this week by a dear friend of mine, Zach Noe Towers, a hilarious comedian that I have had the pleasure of traveling the world with doing comedy. And we get into some interesting conversation about manifesting and manifesting ghosts. And you don't want to miss this. But before we get to that, just a little friendly reminder that I will be doing my live show in Los Angeles the 5th of March. Get those tickets. It's a big old theater. We got tickets for everyone. So come on down. I'll have some celebrity guests. We'll be talking about ghosts. Who knows? We might even see a ghost. So make sure you get those tickets at Largo-LA.com. You could also just Google Largo at the Coronet. Um, or just go to the link in my bio on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. Anyway, I've got a story here in my email. This one comes from Alma. Alma writes, 
Some years ago, my family and I went down to Rosarito, Mexico to spend Christmas. Christmas at the beach, weird, I know. Anyhow, we rented a huge house a block from the beach that had all the living areas upstairs along with one bedroom and remaining bedrooms downstairs. One of those nights, my sister and I stayed up when everyone went to bed to watch a scary movie. We didn't have many options, so we went with watching A Haunting in Connecticut. Ooh, that's a good real story. I gotta cover that one of these days with a guest on the show. Back to the story. So before we started, we went around, turned off all the lights, closed all the shutters, and locked and latched the two sets of French doors that led to the balcony. The episode of The Haunting in Connecticut, oh, I guess this is like the TV show documentary thing. Okay, I remember this from the early 2000s, I think. I think that's what we're talking about here. Um, Okay, so it says the episode we were watching was about a ghost haunting a house and talking to a little girl. There was a moment when the ghost on the show knocks on the door. At the exact time, I heard a door creaking open slowly. I turned around thinking it was one of the people in the upstairs bedroom going to the restroom only to realize that both sets of French doors were wide open. Not slightly open, but completely open. I was frozen. I turned to look at my sister who had no idea what was happening until she saw my panicked face and looked where I was pointing to. Both of us started laughing hysterically from the terror. We turned off the TV, had to muster the courage to go close and lock the doors again, and flew down the stairs to our bedrooms. The next morning during breakfast, we told the rest of the family what happened. My aunt, who was sleeping upstairs, said, No wonder you guys left all the lights on. Nope, we definitely didn't. After that happened, so many things clicked for all of us. Like when the first morning we were there, I was getting my stuff ready to shower. Someone opened the door and I heard a man laugh. At the time, I thought it was one of the security guards that maybe didn't realize that the house was occupied already. Or when a sunglass case flew off the nightstand and we thought one of the kids hit them by accident. Or... Items being moved from where we left them, including my dad's cell phone, which he turned off and stored in my mom's purse, only to find it under his pillow the next day when the alarm went off. Thankfully, we were leaving the next day, so we didn't have to know the truth for long. Okay, Alma, I don't know what the hell was going on at that place. Who the hell was this man that opened up the door when you were in the shower and just started laughing? He didn't say, oh, my, oh I'm so sorry. He just laughed. I would be pissed off. Ooh, or a ghost turning off and turning on and moving my phone. I got classified information in there. I've got pictures of things only my doctor's seen. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, guys, let's talk to someone funny. Here's me with Zach Noe Towers. On with the show. Please welcome to the show. The hilarious Zach Noe Towers. Ah! It's me. Hi, Roz, you stunning, stunning friend of mine. How are you? I'm great. Like I mentioned before we hit record, I'm so excited that we're doing another cruise together. Yes. Like you were such a bright light for my Italian 
or my Mediterranean cruise, the Mediterranean cruise we did. You know what's funny is like I haven't really talked about that on this podcast because you know we record a couple weeks in advance and then it's just kind of hard to do like current stuff or whatever. Sure. But yeah, I I've done a couple of gay cruises as a comedian. And the first one I did was with you. We were the comedians, and um, we went to Italy and to Ibiza. And then this weekend, we're going on one to the Dominican Republic and— Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, Miami. And Haiti. Haiti. Oh, my God. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to have a great time, you and I. Um, But I've never really gotten to sit down and talk to you about ghosts. I know. What a shame. Or any of that kind of a thing. Do you believe? I do believe. I believe in it all. I believe in ghosts. I believe in like a Bigfoot-esque thing. I believe in animals that we haven't found yet. I believe in aliens. Like it is so small-minded for us to sit on this tiny little planet in the middle of an unexplained solar system and say, nope, no such thing as ghosts. Bitch. Shut up. There's just, there's no way these things don't exist in my head. There's just no way they don't exist. Yeah, I mean, but something being small-minded has never stopped us humans from... You are, you're correct. You know, but yeah, I mean, if you just look at the way that people are on this earth, where there's people that are like, no one's allowed to be different than me. Yeah, exactly. Or like, (laughs) it's so funny, like people who don't think they can pursue their dreams, like their dream jobs. Oh, I could never do that. People say, I can never do stand up. I'm like, really? Like you could never do stand up. Is that the story you're telling yourself? Well, a lot of people that do do it can't do it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Be like, honey, that has not stopped any of the famous white straight male comedians from (laughs) reaching great heights in the field. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So is this your motivational speaker era? Um, you know, I'm so balls deep in woo-woo TikTok in like the manifesting, the like energies, all those things. It really it for a few years now, it's kept me on a pink cloud where I'm like, it is all up to me. Like my mind does dictate my thoughts, my futures, or my reality. Like, yeah. And I think actually that kind of goes hand in hand with the whole ghost thing because ghosts are a vibe. Like there's good vibes and they're bad vibes. There's probably ghosts that are just chilling because they like they've explored the universe and they just like being like in my bathroom. They're like, you know what? This this spot is actually pretty calming. Mm. And, you know, that ghost lives in my bathroom. I don't have a ghost in my bathroom, but if any ghosts are listening, I'm open to sharing my space. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with a good one, I don't want a little bitch, but like a like a fun ghost who's kind of like, I moved the lube. Like, <laughs> like get, yeah, get in here. I don't care. I live alone if, as far as I know. So, Oh, my God. You know what I keep thinking about is like a human secretly living in my home. That's called frogging, right? Is that what they call it? Frogging? Yes. I'm pretty. Well, I say that without confidence, but it's like where you successfully live in someone's space without them knowing you live there. Now, uh, I am so scared that that's what's happening to me. I'm sorry. Do you have an 18 bedroom home that I don't know about? 19, but uh, (laughs) it's counting. uh, It's no big deal. Uh, 
Um, no, I don't, but it's because my heater, I've been having my heater on at night, uh-huh. and it is an old-ass heater, and it'll do a little bit of a crash-boom-bang. It's funny that me being me, at this point in my life, I don't assume it's a ghost. For some reason, I just keep thinking that it's somebody that's been living in my home. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, this is the person... <laughs> Well, because I also have a large closet that I use as just throwing shit in there. Oh, no. Like, literally just throwing shit in there. And 1,000% a human could live in there. Ross, that's not good. That's not good for your mind. You're totally right. But it's a whole situation with throwing things out. Are you a hoarder? Oh, yeah. You are? Oh, my God. I've never met a thing I didn't like. (laughs) I... Yeah, I'm um, a collector, I say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the opposite in my old age. I'm like a get rid of her. (laughs) Either way, hopefully there's nobody frogging. Yeah. Froggy style. Yeah. In this apartment. Ribbit, ribbit. Um, So you're a manifester, we have learned. Yeah. Which I, I love, honestly. I think that like... The jewelry community has really given it a bad name or sort of the like, ooh, let's light some sage. Oh, yeah. Crystals. Like if I have my rose quartz, I can do anything. Yeah, that can be that can be dangerous, though. I have had a crystal hoarding stage of my (laughs) life. Oh, my God, your bit about crystals is so funny. Thank you. Um, It is all very true. I've spent a lot of money on crystals, and it's gotten me here. A 19-bedroom home with a roommate (laughs) you don't know about? That's pretty— It's all because of the rose quartz. Um, The rose quartz is supposed to be about love, and I'm rubbing those stones all over me, and nothing's been happening. (laughs) But, yeah— As a person with lots of crystals and jewelry and uh, incense burning at all times, I think that people have kind of rolled their eyes at manifestation. But manifestation is also, it goes along with prayer, some people call it. Yeah. A lot of witchcraft is manifesting, which, you know, all this stuff has been around for forever. Mm. Like, I think when The Secret came out, everyone was like, what is this? Yeah. And it's like, no, people have always, it's not really... I mean, I guess it's a secret, but... The thing is, like, okay, I'd rather still be woo-woo and be thinking of all these beautiful, amazing ways my life is going to turn out than the alternative, which is just, like, being, like, pissy and seeing all the bad stuff and complaining all the time. Do you know what I mean? So I'd rather be Delulu than, you know, the alternative. Why'd you look at me when you said the alternative? Well, you know, you're in a closet right now, I think. Uh, And hopefully I'm alone. I am in a closet um, (laughs) recording. Um, So have you ever seen a ghost or encountered one? Okay. So when I was little, I thought I would see a girl running through the halls of my home in a nightgown. That's what I thought I'd saw. But looking back, I can't guarantee I was a reliable witness. Right. Like, I think it could have been little kid me. You know, you do see something out of the corner of your eye, but that could literally be like a fucking floating piece of dust in my literal eye or something. Like, mm-hmm. but I wanted it to be true. Do you remember being scared by it? Um, yes, the first time. And then after that, no. I think I was kind of like looking for her after that. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, hey, girl. I was like, bitch, I need to braid someone's hair post haste. <laughs> Where are you running? <laughs> That's so cute. Did anybody else in the house ever report seeing a little girl running? No, I don't think so. Although one time my sister and I were both in opposite ends of the house and we heard a glass shatter and we went into the kitchen and there was a glass sitting in the middle of the counter shattered. It had like broken by itself. And we thought that was very eerie. But again, I feel like a scientist would be like, well, that was just a change in the sea level and the air pressure. You know what I mean? Like glasses sometimes just break on their own. (sighs) But I thought it was a ghost. These scientists, I tell you. They're out to ruin all of our fun. They're not doing anything fun. No, they're vaccines saving my life. Maybe I want to be a ghost scientist. (laughs) Ever think about that? Um, I feel like I always have to say, for the record, I'm very (laughs) pro-science. Pro-science and pro-crystals can actually live in the same 19-bedroom home. Yes, I am very much about that, like, kind of always. I am very... I want both. Yes. I want it to be possible that ghosts could be something woo-woo whatever, but it could also be some kind of scientific thing. Why not? And who's to say, like, you know, it's like someone can have a near-death experience and then you could be like, well, a chemical gets released in your brain when you whatever and you hallucinate. Sure. It's like, okay, but could that also be that you saw your dead ancestors welcoming you into heaven or what? Like, it could be both. Yes. Why not? Or maybe I had sex with a ghost. Ever think of that, Dr. Philstein? Have you ever had sex with a ghost? No, but again, I'm open to it. Yeah? I feel like the cleanup would be a breeze. Well, it's ectoplasm. Oh, that would be gnarly if you were like having this like sexual experience with something that you couldn't necessarily see, but you could feel. And then out of nowhere at the end, like ectoplasm just like splashed on your face. And you're like, oh, oh, I didn't. Okay. Uh, it, it got real, real all of a sudden. Something you can't see, but you can feel. Girl, that's going to a dark room. <laughs> Okay, what if it was a reveal that dark rooms were not filled with other people? It was just ghosts, like, going at it on you. Oh, my God. I'm not a ghost room girly. uh, A ghost room. I'm not a dark room girly. I, um, I need to be able to see, you know, the things coming at me. All right. For anyone listening, (laughs) Zach needs to see. Um, so, did you ever go ghost hunting or anything like that? Yes. So as soon as I had my driver's license, me and my friends were obsessed with driving to like haunted places. This is in St. Louis? St. Louis, yes. Did you ever go to the Lemp Mansion? Yeah. Lemp Mansion is kind of like a tourist like haunted place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we also had, um, okay, so two things. The Exorcist story was inspired by a St. Louis case. The little boy. The little boy. Me and Jared Goldstein, we talked about that on this podcast. Oh, stop. Okay, yeah. So, you know, they, like, closed the entire, like, floor of that hospital when it had happened. Yeah. And then the other thing that's cool about St. Louis in a dark, dark way is that we had the city hospital. It was, like, I I guess, like, a state-funded hospital where they had, like, a psych ward and, like, people were treated horribly there. And it was, like, bottom of the barrel. Like, it's, like, you didn't want to go there. But if you had to go there, you had to go there. Shock treatment, that type of thing. Ugh. All of a sudden, they lost funding and they left it. Like, <gasps> everything inside of it. That was, like, in, like, 
God, I want to say that they probably left it in like the 80s maybe. And so for a while you could like sneak in and like poke around like cabinets. <gasps> so if you look up pictures of like abandoned city hospital, St. Louis, Missouri. Anyway, we had our video camera. We went down there one time. It's downtown St. Louis, not a great area, especially not for like 16 year old gay kids to go probably. Yeah. We went in with the video camera, but it was so dark because the windows were boarded up, at least on the first floor. And we were looking around, very scary, very scary. We were in there for like 15 minutes. We came out. We went to look at the footage. As soon as we go in the building, it goes to static. Weird. Yeah. And that like, that was like a thing that my friends and I were like, no way, no way. Because it was like also one of those things where like the camera came back when we like left the hospital the footage showed up again. That's creepy. It was wild. Okay. I will accept that as a ghost story. Okay. Thank you. I actually came here to get closure and acceptance. So that really fills my little heart with joy. (laughs) What do you think about the Lemp Mansion? Because, you know, I spent a couple of days there on the television show I'm on called Living for the Dead, which is on Hulu in America and Disney Plus around the world. Um... So what I remember of the Lent Mansion was that it was like a cursed family. Yes. And like, did they keep someone in the attic? Was that the Lemps? Did they have a person in the attic? Let's add one to the story, just in case. I don't remember that they kept someone in the attic. But but a bunch of people killed themselves. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I feel like I was just oversaturated with the Lemp Mansion story. And like I said, they kind of had like tours and like things like that. So it felt like very commercial, very like Haunted Mansion Disneyland. Uh Uh-huh. So I guess I was always more intrigued by like the lesser known, like the abandoned city hospital to me felt much scarier than like an up and running place you could get tickets to. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's like real life dangers to going to an abandoned building at night. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, like, I got the internet when I was, like, a a young kid. But you know how websites used to be, like, very, like, cheap? Like, it was, like, you went to a website. Like, web pages. Yes, yes. And it was, like, four pages total or something. Yeah. And we would try to find haunted places there. And this one time we found a place, and it was just, like, a house. And it was, like, in the boonies a little bit. Like, probably, like, 30 or 40 minutes outside of St. Louis. And we drove there and it was this house set way back on this property. The road was out front and then there was a huge field and yard and this like abandoned house like in the darkness between the trees. And we went up to it and when we peeked inside the windows, there were a bunch of like circular saw blades hanging from like the dining room area. And I lost my mind. I... I refused to go into the house. I was like, no, 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 no. There's weapons visible. No, I'm like, I'm not going in there. But it was an abandoned house that nobody lived in? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's freaky. That's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, that was the vibe. Ghosted is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. In today's world, we have so many different relationships in our lives. Relationships with our friends, families, significant others, the people we work with every day. They all make life more fulfilling and meaningful, but that doesn't mean that they're always easy. Sometimes the best relationships are the ones that require the most work. Therapy is a great place to work on any and all of the relationships in your life, including the one with yourself. Whether you're new to therapy or you've been doing it for years, consider giving BetterHelp a try. 
BetterHelp was created with you and your busy life in mind. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your ever-changing schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. If it's not clicking, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. This is a true story. When I was shooting the TV show that I'm on, Living for the Dead, which is now streaming on Hulu, I was terrified of sleeping in haunted places. I mean, I got a lot of things that I go to therapy for, but those specific moments, I was able to, from haunted locations, on my phone, talk to my therapist, and she really, really helped me get through. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ghosted today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash ghosted. Hey, let's go back to manifestation for a second. Okay. Because there's a story I wanted to tell you about that sort of goes along with manifestation and this idea of could it be science? Could it be something else? There's this really famous story uh, called the Philip Experiment. And I've talked about it over the years. Um, We did just hit five years on this podcast, so I've covered a lot of things over the years. But I've never talked about it with a guest. And I'm so curious somebody else's thoughts on this. Um, Basically, what this story is, is these people set out to see, can they create a ghost? Like, could you just out of nowhere? You know, we're also used to this idea that ghosts are a dead person. Yeah. Whatever. But could it also just be (gasps) something you make up? Interesting. And like you give it power, you give it a life. Right. So people actually start to manifest. Right. So it's like if you can manifest um, (gasps) a job, why not manifest a go- like, could you could you also do that? I don't know. Oh, my God. So this experiment, um, most of the research I got here is from a 2018 article by Stephen Wagner on liveabout.com. Uh, this took place in Toronto, 1972. Scary time. <laughs> so much of this good paranormal stuff is from the 70s. Ugh. Because the 70s and 60s was a really big time for parapsychology, which nowadays, like, almost doesn't exist. I think there was a lot of funding going on at the time where people were studying ESP and telekinesis and all of these kinds of things because they were like, okay, could this be a science? Sure. And then I think it's kind of, I think it's viewed by the scientific community as a more pseudoscience and... Like, not enough facts. There was a lot of universities that had, like, labs for this stuff. Actually, like, UCLA had a huge one ah. around this time period. But, uh, so this experiment in Toronto, this group was known as the Toronto Society of Psychical Research, or TSPR for short. Um, this experiment was started by Dr. A.R. George Owen, who was a mathematical geneticist. Nerd alert! And um, it was observed by a psychologist named Dr. Joel Witten. And what they did is they assembled a team. They wanted to have a bunch of different kinds of people on this team. So they had Dr. Owen's wife. They had um, an industrial designer, a former chairperson of Mensa, an accountant, a housewife, a real housewife of Toronto, 
a bookkeeper, a sociology student, all these people. They get together and they're like, let's see if we can make a ghost. So they write a whole backstory for who this ghost could be. They're like, okay, his name's Philip. He's a British aristocrat in the mid-1600s. He's married to this woman named Dorothea, but let's make her be like this cold bitch. Mm -hmm. And he's like not into her that much. So then he falls in love randomly with this woman named Margot. He, talk about living in a big old place, he had a bunch of land. He moves the new girl, Margot, into a little house on his property so that his wife wouldn't be able to find her, whatever. I don't know. And then that's their little love shack Mm. where they get busy. Then one day the wife finds Margot. She accuses her of witchcraft and she's like, you're stealing my man, you witch. Let me guess you got crystals too, bitch. And (laughs) It's you, you're Margot. (laughs) And then she was uh, burned at the stake. Now, again, (gasps) this is all fake. This is all like a fake story. Okay. Now, I got to just say, this whole thing feels like kind of kinky to me. Like these people like getting together and being like, okay, let's come up with a story. Yeah, let's come up with a story. So it's like, they used to fuck. Sex. It's all sex. Yeah. <laughs> these people. So like, let's make it Margot had big tits. And <laughs> <laughs> they're like, okay, okay, okay. We're losing the story here. <laughs> so whatever. This is what they come up with. And then one of the members draws a picture of Philip and, you know, as a kind of vision board, you know, have the photo there. And then they tried to make contact with them and they would gather around a card table and they would meditate on this story and they would try to conjure him up. And these people did this every single week for a year and nothing happened. That's why I'm saying some other shit was going on in this group. They were trying to conjure their own story. Yes. See, I think they jumped way ahead. I think they needed to establish the story, kind of like create the urban legend or whatever, or like the the ghost story, and then revisit it in like 30 years Mm. once it's had time to like marinate. Like, you need other people to believe it. You need to be like, oh, this is the the thing they kissed under the night she died. You know, like, they need, like, more history. You can't just, like, write it and then, like— Right. Because I think even—okay, so manifestation-wise, subconsciously, I don't think any of them would believe it because they were too close to it. Interesting. They just wrote the story. So in their head, they could have the facts like wrong between the six of them, or like they could be all thinking different things. Or one could be like, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid. You know, just there for the check. I'm assuming that they paid all these people because this is a commitment. Yeah. And they all were, you know, people that agreed we are not psychics and we will be open-minded. And they were like really trying to be on the same page. Because, yeah, I think they were testing out all this stuff because a lot of these urban legendy things like a Bigfoot or whatever, every town has something like that. Um, it is a theory that that's what those things are. It's just people tell these stories over and over again. And then before you know it, people actually start seeing it. But it's like, how long does it take? How many people does it take? Could you just do it with a group of people in a room? Okay, sure. So they were just trying to test it all out. But here's the thing. They did it for a year. Nothing's happening. They're doing it like sitting in a room with the lights on. They decide to turn the lights down. Again, I'm picturing... 
one of these like younger men in the group being like the freaky deaky one that's like <laughs> we should maybe we should have wine should does anybody want some <laughs> wine yeah let's dim the lights like who are these people getting together every single week like sitting at a card table um he's like let's put the lights down low and they're like okay weird um so they do it anyway and they kind of went back to the roots of this sort of a thing, which is like Victorian spiritualism, Mm -hmm. seances, slayances. And (laughs) um, if you have a kid, you should name it seance. Seance. (laughs) So they turned the lights down. I'm assuming they lit candles and stuff. And that is when Philip came out to play. Oh, no. So first he would rap on the tables. Like Lynn Manuel Miranda? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Philip and I'm here to say <laughs> Marco had big titties and I'm here to slay. <laughs> so he would do one on the table for yes and then two for no. Wow. And they began to start to get to know him more because they're like, okay, we already know your backstory. So, like, what are your thoughts on, like, they would ask him his opinions on different things. Sure. Then he would do one for yes and two for no. And they were really, like, making sure there was nobody kicking the table underneath. I actually found an interview with one of the people that was involved, and he said that the table would start to move, and they would do what they called a doily test, where they would put a doily underneath their fingers, and, like, if they were moving it, then the doily would be moving. Huh. And it wouldn't, so it would move anyway. And they would ask him to dim the lights, and he would. And then they'd be like, okay, put the lights back up. And then he would do it, like, on command. Can you actually move the couch over there? Uh, Yes. And I think we want to hang this piece of art, so... Exactly. So, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this is because we are going on this gay cruise. And (laughs) you've experienced with me that I'm just a little too much of a lady for... Um, falling in love with any of these beautiful gay men sure. that go on this cruise. And there's always so many beautiful gay men falling in love with each other. And then I'm there all alone. Um, would you be willing to get together with me and try to conjure up a Philip for me? Oh, my God. Like for you to have like a love cruise? Yeah. So you and I will conjure up a ghost. We'll come up with a backstory. Okay. And then this ghost will be my husband for the week. Okay, so do you want to do it early? In the, and I can't tell how serious you are. Like, I will fucking do a seance with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. On a cruise ship? I can't even imagine. I'm too scared because there's no escape if, there, if we unleash something. Wait. Yeah, I was going to say, are you... How scared are you that we would actually bring something up from the bottom of the ocean? <gasps> that, like, yeah... Oh, I don't want to think about it. It's too scary. It could be a horror movie or it could be a rom-com. Yeah, I need content. My ghost guy or my guy ghost. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, wait, let's get back to Philip. (laughs) (laughs) So um, their final experiment. Oh, by the way, another thing that they would report happening was a mist forming in the center of the table. Ooh. Yeah. Did anyone taste it? (laughs) So their final experiment was in front of 50 people, and they filmed it. And there are some clips that you can see if you go to YouTube. Um, 
what they did was they were like, okay, everyone, I want you to see what we've been working on for years at this point. I want to say, damn it, I didn't write this down, but I want to say it was like 10 years Mm -hmm. that they were doing this, like every week. It's insane. So they have these 50 people there. And Philip was like, all right, let's do it. I got a crowd. Like he performed right on command and lifted up the table a half inch. I mean, all legs were off the ground. Do we know? Or was it just like they claimed that? Yes, all of the legs were off the ground. Okay, I mean, a half inch. Okay, I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to let him have it. I will always let a man have a half inch if they want it. (laughs) So they never saw him materialize. That was kind of the goal after all these years. They wanted to see a full body apparition, and that never happened. But the same group was able to do the exact same experiment with a completely different fictional ghost backstory and there's been a lot of different groups that have done the same kind of a thing, and, and they've had stuff like this happen. And there's actually two movies that were inspired by those horror movies. There's one called The Quiet Ones and The Apparition. Okay. I love talking about this idea um, because I do think that particularly, like you were saying, like Lamp Mansion— these places where there's like tons of tourists coming in and there's all these stories. Then like sometimes when you look a little deeper into these stories, you'll find people be like, yeah, and then there's also like this weird creature that we see and we don't. Sure. Like there, there's no reason, you know, it's not one of the people that died here. It's just. Right. And I'm always like, yeah, I think that's that. I think it's all these people going in there being like, there's a scary ghost in here. There's a demon in here or whatever. And it like the demons are like, oh, we'll show you demons. If you want to if you want to accuse us of being here, we'll be here. That's what I think. (laughs) I wonder if it's like, okay, I wonder if they've like created like a dating app for ghosts where we're like telling what we want. And then the ghosts are like, oh, that kind of matches my vibe. Like they're looking for like an old colonial woman. Like that's me. Like I'm colonial. Like and then they try to like see if it's a fit. Totally. That's my vibe. I want like a fun, nice. I like nice ghosts. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'll take that over angry ghosts any day. Well, I might be able to hook you up with a ghost if you're interested. I do a little segment on the show where I go to eBay Uh and I find haunted dolls. Perfect. It's time for The Dolls Are Living. (laughs) Okay. This is a doll I found on eBay. It's not your traditional spooky-looking little girl with frizzy hair and a doily dress. Um, Jiha, could you throw up that photo, please? Zach, I'd like you to meet Gordy. (gasps) Is this a queer icon haunted bear? Yes, it is. Love ya. So this is a bear, a teddy bear. It has a shirt that says, love ya. And it's um, rainbow tie-dye. To me, it's not the scariest I've ever seen. It's just a cute little teddy bear. It looks small, too. I literally have never been less afraid of something. Well, there's this eBay account that I am obsessed with. They sell haunted teddy bears, and they all are gay. (gasps) And they all have backstories that range from cute and fun to some that are very dark. I try to stay away from the dark ones for the sake of this fun show I have. Um, So this is Gordy. Mm. And it says, uh, 
Well, actually, it starts with something dark. He died in an accident when he was 24. Okay, so we got that out of the way. He came out as gay Mm. when he was 16. His parents were supportive. His friends accepted him. He often supported LGBT rights and participated in rallies, parades, fundraisers, etc. After he graduated high school, he worked as a counselor for LGBT teens. He felt like he was really helping them and that he was doing something important in his life. He also enjoys bowling, fishing, going to the movies, motorcycle. Motorcycle? It just says motorcycle. Great. Dirt bikes, cooking. So he's kind of like a a mask gay guy, I think. Sure. He's top verse. (laughs) He is a nice, positive guy, and he will make a good companion for anyone. We have felt his strong, positive energy throughout our home. We have heard his footsteps roaming up and down our hallways and stairs. He flickers our lights. He knocks on doors and windows. Sometimes I smell banana bread baking when I'm not making any. And Gordy told me that he loves making banana bread. He has communicated. Okay, so <laughs> verse bottom, maybe. <laughs> he has communicated so far through making noises, electronics, feelings, feelings. Um, pendulums, spirit boards, and dreams. He is ready to find his new home. I have a lot of questions. Sure. Okay, well, the one thing I always forget to remind people is um, the theory with these is that this is a real person that died and somehow is now inside of this teddy bear. I unfortunately uh, already understood that part. (laughs) Um... That part I actually had, like, zero qualms with. Like, that makes sense to me. I don't think I love that, like... So, one account has, like, a bunch of these dead gay plushies. Like... Yes. Where are they sourcing... Are they ethically sourcing them, even? Like, or are they going to, like, gay gravestones and, like, putting the bear there for a while for it to, like, suck up any ghost juices (laughs) and then, like, bringing it back? Like, I, I just, like... I don't love if they are manufacturing. Oh, my God. Are they pulling a Philip? Are they just making ghosts and being like, yeah, this is your ghost. He likes banana bread and he he can deep throat. You know, like, what is the I want it to be real. I want you know what? If I'm going to buy a haunted item, I want it to be the only thing the seller is selling. Right. Right. I agree. Like, I have this Ken doll. It was found at the scene of this crime. Um, I tried to bury it with my my person who died it came back yes i i needed away from me like i don't i don't need like this fake ass grinder profile of a plushie <laughs> like mask for mask and it's only like this teddy bear's stomach picture or something like i i don't need that you know i mean it could be a philip thing but that could be real like it could it could really somehow make noises of people walking in a house and banana bread smells yeah but again they have more than just gordy right <laughs> yeah yeah so fuck these people <laughs> I, I think Support you are small okay. businesses. <laughs> I listen, as someone who does believe in these things, it feels sacrilegious to me. Okay. Like they are taking the steam out of the real side of it for me. That's just for me. But maybe I'm being closed minded. Yeah. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into, whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve. 
The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hey, can I play you some ghost voices? (laughs) Yes, I would be honored. It's time for... EVPs or EV please. Okay, so what I do, Zach, I go to the internet, I find electronic voice phenomena, alleged recordings of ghosts speaking. I'm going to play you two, and I want you to tell me what you hear, and then I'll give you some options. The correct answer is what the ghost hunters believe it is saying. These options always sound psychotic. Every time I listen to this, your show, the options are always like, oh my God, like, I hope the ghost isn't saying any of those things, but I love it. I do not write these. It's the writers (laughs) of the show that come up with this. If I'm laughing at it. If it's funny, it was me. But if not. If not, it was the writers (laughs) of the show. No, I love it. I love it. Hit me. Um, Okay. So these are both from the same group. Equinox Paranormal Research in the UK. Equinox, the most exclusive ghost collecting <laughs> group. Um, so this is, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the place is. I believe it's a house and it is in Elland, UK. Mm. And uh, what is the first voice here saying? <laughs> Ew. Ew. Uh, do it again. I want to touch myself. When I think about you, I touch um, myself. You know, that's not exactly what they believed it said. Okay, hit me with the options. Okay, did they think it was A, here's a warning, you touchy bitch. <gasps> the word touch, though. Touch. I heard touch. Is it B, I have work, you lazy mess? Is it C, I have no worries, you touching this? What does that mean? That was the writers. Or is it D, I'm the one who took the tits? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's one of those answers where I'm like, oh my God, it's such an incriminating statement for a ghost to say. But I'm going to say A still. 
Are you sure you don't think it is? I'm the one who took, took the, the tits. tits. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, no, they believe it is C. I have no worries you touching this. I don't even know what that means, but that's what they believe it says. Hmm. And I can hear it. Wait, wait, let's do it again. I have no yeah. worries you touching this. Oh, wow. It's crazy when you hear that with the prompt. I'm like, yeah, it does sound kind of like that. Right. Um, okay, here's the next one. Same place. It sounds like the same ghost. Yeah. Um, okay, wait a second. Let's do it again. God, that almost sounded like it was like in tongues. Yeah, it seems like they're talking quick. Um, do you have any guesses? It's okay if you don't. Um, no, something maybe like ride on the ride on the hay ride. Ride on the hay ride? Shut up. It's better than some of the writers' answers. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It took my tits. That's what I think it's saying. My tits are gone. Oh my god, I'm ghost tits. Well, I need to hear it one more time. <laughs> Welcome to the Sky Ranch, motherfucker. <laughs> Ooh, welcome to the Sky Ranch, motherfucker. Um, no. Is it A, Joe Biden is not the one? <laughs> is it B, I'll knock you out? Is it C, what the fuck are you looking at? Or is it D, I want some fries at this Arby's? <laughs> okay, so wait, is the fourth one always like a tit slash Arby's slash silly? It's always either tits or Arby's. I'm sorry. Okay. That's basically all I care about. <laughs> okay, here we go. Did one say I'll knock you out? Is that one of the ones? Yes. I'll, I'll do that one. That is what they believe. But I hear a little bit of stuff before that. I think it says, you want to fight? I'll knock you out. <gasps> wait, here we go. Listen to that. But then he says something after that, then. You want to fight? You want to fight? I'll knock you out in this, in this Arby's. <laughs> in this tit Arby's. In this Arby tits. <laughs> in these curly fried tits. <laughs> okay, last thing. Let's just hear some of your thoughts on different things that people consider to be paranormal or at least part of this conversation. Sure. What do you think about horoscopes? Uh, I, I am a Libra. Same. Yes. Everything I've heard about Libras resonates with me. I do fear that horoscopes are kind of designed to resonate with everyone. Um, I don't know if I believe it to the day, though I will say I had my birth chart read and it was very, 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 very accurate. Yeah. The way the person read it to me. So, you know. I'm going to let horoscopes keep existing. But do you put any, like, emphasis or anything into those? Or No. I go, huh, that's interesting. Right. Or I go, oh, maybe that was that. It's something I look back on, not forward on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like the only time I put a lot on them is when I'm really, like, struggling or something, where I'm like... <laughs> Should I do this thing or should like that's the same time I go to psychics is when I'm just like, I'm going crazy thinking about this and I need some confirmation to make me feel better. Sure. About whatever the decision is or whatever is going on in my life. Um, or if I like auditioned for something and then I see the horoscope and it's like, great things are in your future. And I'm like, oh, it knows I auditioned. 
going to get it. <laughs> today is the day. You're like, I should buy the car. Today yes. is the day. Yeah. Exactly. What, what about psychics? Have you been to one? Um, I don't think I have. I don't think I have. Wow. Maybe when I was drunk <laughs> and it was like a Venice boardwalk thing. Okay. And it was very like, I'm gonna cut a psychic. They said, you know, and I don't know what they told me. I don't know if it was accurate. Uh-huh. Um, okay, I don't know if this is a ploy that some psychics do, but I'll never forget. I was probably like 23 and I was standing on the side of the street with my friend. We were waiting to cross the intersection and this like truck went through the intersection and pulled over and this woman got out of the car, ran up to me and she gave me her card and she's like, you have one of the brightest lights I've ever seen. I would love to do a reading with you sometime. And I didn't follow up. I was like, oh, thanks. That's when you go, if it's so bright and something you would love to do so much, you're going to do it for free? You're going to do it for free? Yeah, well, I didn't even ask about money, honestly. I just took it as a compliment that time. I was like, she probably just wants to fuck me. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I was such a dumb twink. She's obsessed with me. She's obsessed with me. That's when I would pull out my pepper spray. <laughs> Anytime somebody runs at me, I grab my pepper spray. Um, okay, what do you think about curses? Do you think that that's like a real thing? You can put a curse on someone or some people are cursed? Ooh. Okay, so yes and no. I believe that curses are self-appointed via karma. Like, I take solace in knowing that, like, when someone wrongs me or when someone flat out does something kind of evil, that either they're already experiencing a lesser life or they will get their comeuppance. I don't think I could decide today to curse you for no reason and the bad stuff would start to happen to you. I don't think of myself as that powerful, but I do think that you can curse yourself or you can like live a cursed life. Yeah. Okay. That works for me. Okay. What about deja vu or like synchronicities? Okay. Synchronicities I love. Deja vu was once, okay, this is a thing. I've read about four books in my life. I've seen about 6.2 million TikToks. I don't know where I got the information I'm about to tell you this from. But I heard that deja vu is simply you have long-term memory and short-term memory. And when you absorb something, your mind accidentally places it in the long-term memory instead of the short-term memory. So you immediately call it up as having already happened. You're like, oh, I remember this. Like, this is like from my past. Huh, okay. But again, that was either from a well-researched science book or a 13-year-old on TikTok that happened to just like fool me. Yeah, it's not it's not fun for me. I'd rather think that it's like, oh my God, I'm that so Raven. So also deja vu I don't love because I don't feel very powerful in that moment. I feel actually kind of helpless where I'm like, oh, this has already happened. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. But synchronicities, I have a really great one if we have like one minute. Yes! My favorite kinds of stories. Yes. So I had a friend in from the UK. They were staying with me. And me and him and my sister and her college friend were going to Synespia, which is Movies in the Cemetery, yes. that night. But I was busy during the day, so I literally dropped him off at this park because he was going to, like, read and, like, uh, just, like, walk around and stuff while I was, like, I had an audition or something like that. 
So I go to the audition, blah, 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 pick him up. And he was like, he met this really cute guy there and they exchanged numbers and they were texting. He was like, it was really weird. You know, we just like passed each other, kind of looked back and then like, it was really like cute. And like, I, I really, I, I like him. I'm going to try to see him if I can while I'm here. And then, um, cut to, we go to Synespia that night and the guy was my sister's friend. <gasps> so we literally, me and him walked up to my sister and her college friend and they were like, Hey, it's you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So what happened with them? It didn't pan out because <laughs> hashtag gay probably. But uh, I mean, he was going back. I think they did like maybe get like coffee that week and it just wasn't like a fit fit. But like, to me, that's wild. I don't know why. I know it's like the same city. Obviously, there's a chance that that could happen because it happened. But like, my sister and I live on different parts of town. Like, there's like no real reason. That is wild. Wait, you know what this reminds me of that concerns you kind of? Remember the man that ended up being my short-term husband in Italy? Uh-huh. So basically, what happened was I was on a dating app in um, Naples, and I found him. And we talked a little bit, and then I was like, whatever. Because then we left Naples. And then we went to Rome, and I went on a different dating app, and I found him there. He was in Naples visiting his family, and then he lives in Rome. I mean, that's kind of kismet, if I know what that word means, you know. <laughs> Sounds right. Um, <laughs> you kissed when you met. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so... If you're listening to this, please text me back. Because <laughs> we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I've been left on red. Wait, but you made it till a couple weeks ago? That's long. Oh, we FaceTime still frequently. Well, <laughs> well, not frequently. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Zach, thanks for doing this. Oh, my God. Thanks for having When I got the call, I was, I was floored. <laughs> I was call. honored. I mean, hello. Yeah. Yeah. So you owe me one. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, no, thanks for doing this. You're amazing. And um, tell people where they can listen to your show. Oh, yeah. I have a sex show on Netflix is a joke radio on Sirius XM. It's called After Hours with Zach Noe Towers. You can get episodes wherever you find your podcast like after it's on Sirius for a minute they put it on like Apple and Spotify and stuff also we're doing a live version of the show for the Netflix is a joke festival here in Los Angeles it's May 2nd at Dynasty Typewriter but if you're listening to this in the year 2047 come visit my grave and uh, leave a stuffed bear there (laughs) (laughs) oh well thanks for doing this anytime Love ya. Love you. That's what your shirt will say on your stuffed bear. Love ya. Love ya. Thank you so much to Zach Noe Towers. Oh, love him so much. And I love you. So thank you for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. And don't forget to come to my live show, which will be the 5th of March in Los Angeles, Largo. Be there. Tickets linked in my bio on Instagram or largo-la.com. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!
This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at rozhernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at itsrozhernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Christina Chamberlain. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kottner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch-Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgariff, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. Danielle Kramer.